Hey guys, this is Kim here, and I have my trusty wingman, Melvin. Hi, Melvin. Hola. <laughs> uh, you're tuned in to the Soul Sis podcast. Uh, we're going to do something a tad bit different. I guess, you know, you never know what you go get with us. <laughs> you know, we just kind of let the spirit lead. And something we want to talk about today is uh, a current issue that's going on. We probably all have been listening to it on the news and probably have been into different conversations about it but we're going to talk about this thing going on with the different immigrants um the uh, particularly the ones that um on the Texas and Mexican border and we're just going to just talk about it how we're feeling about it and you know some scriptures to support some things and to derail maybe some things as well and uh, just have a little conversation so buckle up and let's get to it yeah um like Kimberly said um you know so a, a lot of this stuff that's been going on um you know most recently looking at the 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 whole separation you know the kids being separated and um the you know just the stuff that's going on here it, i mean it's kind of been a little i don't know man it's i've had some some wild emotions about it um like what like you know really in terms of just seeing people's reaction right because mm. at the end of the day um, you know, I'm like, gosh, man, it, you know, there is like, it's almost like we don't have, it, it's almost like these are not real people. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. are, not, are acting like this is not, we're not dealing with real people. And I mm. think sometimes, I don't know if it's, you know, just all the information we get yeah. can make us no. almost, yeah, desensitized yeah. to seeing that these real people. Cause I see people on Facebook who I know, you know what I'm saying, who are good people um, and, you know, God-fearing people who are just saying some of the cra- – like who – I just can't get it, you know. And I don't know, man. It, and at the end of the day, I think the, the, it, it really calls for us to, to really dig in and see what the scriptures say and, and not be led by – political affiliation or your emotions because either way you know what i'm saying whatever side you may feel on it it really doesn't matter you know at the end of the day it it matters what the bible says and um you know what you know yeah what the bible says yeah i mean just to be totally honest it disturbs me and <clears throat> you know i've gotten into a habit of probably maybe two or three years back, I really limit how much media I take in because there was one point where I was following certain stories and it just really disturbed me, you know, to tears, you know, I, I'm a sensitive person and I feel like I can feel people if that makes any sense. And so I can take on other people's energy. And so I have to really protect myself. So I kind of, I've learned that I have to like jump in, but I got to jump out for self-preservation. And so 
I, I do with my job, you know, I told you guys that I'm a nurse practitioner and I do like house calls where I go into people's homes and, you know, uh, do, you know, assessments or whatever. And of course, you know, the elderly, that's the population I work with. They tend to watch the news a lot. So when I'm going in and out of people's homes, though I don't watch it in my own home, I can I get exposed to it. And just seeing like the pictures and the images of like these babies, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think to myself, like, if my children were ripped away from me, like I am their everything. Me and Melvin basically are their everything. I mean, I guess our oldest may be able to figure it out a little bit, but she's still just five. Like my baby is almost one. And it's like, somebody ripping my child from me. I mean, it's just, and to see the, there's this one image that there's like this little boy that's like probably 18 months or two years old, or he looks very young and he's like holding on to like the, the, the fence, the cage. And it's just, he's just bawling, crying. And they have audio of kids crying for their parents. And it's like, like Melvin said, you know, you scroll through some of the stuff and sometimes I don't know why I do this. Sometimes I just look at comments and it's just like, gosh, people, do you have no heart? You know, do you have no heart just because that's not our story? Like we live in America. We don't, we live, we have first world problems, but everybody ain't living like us in other countries. And, um, I don't know. It just, it's, it's really, it really took a toll on me, you know, and that's just me being honest about it. Yeah, I mean, and I think we'll, I want to do an episode at some point just just about some of the things I've been learning about politics and, you know, um, there was a time that I, I was really struggling a lot over um, just the whole political landscape and, and um, just how polarizing it is, even amongst the church. And I think, uh, in my opinion, I don't think we do enough... Um, uh, enough godly uh guidance on that in churches today um you know you either go into a church where they're um given some type of political doctrine either one way or the other or it's just a hands-off topic except you know hey everybody get out and vote but without giving people a a a real um yeah right And, um, you know, there's a scripture and I think it's in Timothy where it talks about politics and, uh, you know, it talks about, and I'll find it here in a minute, but paraphrasing it, um, you know, I looked up, you know, just politics, like just different things that the Bible said about politics, leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And it said, um, the instructions that he gave was start every service, you know, start every meeting together. Uh, praying for your for the leadership, you know, praying for the leadership, uh, praying for, um, you you know, just their guidance and all of those things, so that in in that was in order to not be um, taken advantage of or to be mistreated by a leader. I'll find it better here momentarily, but you know, basically, all that was saying was like politics in terms of having a certain political affiliation, I don't think that that should be in, you know, part of church. However, giving people a, making sure that people have a godly, 
perspective when it comes to these things, I think it's super important because I think, at least in my experience, man, this is like the Wild West. And, and I feel like people act like that. Like I know people, and myself included, who will, you know, approach a thousand other things godly. But when it comes to politics or, you know, just the political landscape or, or things that are happening in the world, I could just kind of go on my own feelings and my own gut with it. And, and it, it causes me to have, honestly, just sinful feelings about about people, you know, that I know or, you know, people, people I see on TV or whatever. Definitely not loving. Um, and so, you know, before really starting to dig into the Bible about it, all I did was just disengage. I just, I could, because... You know, I could not find a way to be engaged in it righteously. And so I just disengaged. And, uh, you know, it it was good in a sense because it made me go in and really start to see, you know, just get some more biblical perspective on it. But, again, I don't want to turn this into a, a whole political conversation. But Yeah, yeah. Well... Well, let's just talk about some things then. So I'll be the first to say that, like, again, let me reiterate, like, I do not follow politics or the news daily or in depth. You know, I kind of do an overview of things. So, you know, I'm not going to come over here. I'm not going to come through here and try to like educate people on that stuff because quite frankly, I don't know myself. I don't think me nor Melvin, we don't, we both kind of just get like a landscape <laughs> bird's view of what's going on. And, uh, that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do, my heart is aching. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to first just kind of define right quick is, you know, because let, let's get some terms, you know, worked out so we know who we're talking about. First off, let's let's define the word refugee. Refugee is a person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution or natural disaster. OK, so then that's the one. That's one. And then let's also define what immigrant is the definition of immigrant it is a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country so now that we got that I think we can all agree that that is the situation that's going on in on the Texas border that is pretty much those people you know those people who are trying to come in they're trying to seek solace um, they're bringing their children over and we actually have the privilege to have good friends that are uh, from Mexico, have lived in Mexico and have shown us, you know, I have a dear, dear friend that I consider a sister who has shown me the home that she grew up with, with her siblings and her family and um, the trials and tribulations that her and her friends and families had to endure in the in the country and um, how much it takes and what it takes to become, you know, a legal citizen here. And it's so easy for us Americans. I see so many people just say, well, you should just become legal. Well, do you really know what it takes? And a lot from what I've been told, 
from a trusted resource, trusted source is that people, even when you do put in that application, it's years on years. Ain't it Melvin? Like we've talked to people who are just not coming from Mexico, people that have come from other countries like Africa and other countries like that is not as easy as people think. You just can't push a button and walk right into America like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Um, and there, I mean, there's, there's, and Hey, I'm not a expert on any of this. I'm not even super knowledgeable about it, but I do know that there are several different ways to come in. You know, there is the, the traditional route through immigration, but there is this idea of being, you know, seeking asylum, you know, um, being a refugee, you know, like you just said, somebody who is fleeing a dire situation. Um, and I think it, in all reality, Kimberly, I think, um, you know, we can get lost in all of that stuff, right? We can get lost in the, um, you know, at the end of the day, there are laws, you know what I mean? We have laws, there are laws and, you know, the Bible does speak on, you know, following the law, you know, staying within the law, obeying your, uh, your rulers in, in Romans, uh, 13, one through seven, it says, let every person be subject, uh, to governing authorities. Um, and it can, and that's Romans 13, one through seven. Um, if you want to take a look at that and, and read more about it. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I don't think there's an argument there in terms of, you know, regardless, it, it, every, it, it, there, there is a biblical uh, call for, for following the law, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even get into that part. Mm-hmm. Um, the route that I come at it in is more of as Christians, as disciples, mm-hmm. Like, what is our response to that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I think it's cool. The Bible, it, it doesn't leave any gray area for us in these things. Um, I think when you, um, in, in uh, by the way, that scripture I was looking at was First Timothy 2, 1 through 2, when I was uh, saying pray for the leaders. And I'll, I'll read it here in a second. But, well, actually, I'll read it now. Um, it says, uh, first of all, then I urge you that, uh, I ur- first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high position, that we may lead, uh, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Why do I, why do I read that? Um, you know, how, what should our reaction be on both sides so let's say that you are feeling like hey people need to follow the laws and all that stuff right Mm -hmm. well and and you feel like the immigration policy that we have now is is to to the detriment of of the country or whatever you know Mm -hmm. well god gives you a way to handle that and it's not um for you to, you know, 
rally against people and post a bunch of stuff on Facebook. It's to pray for guidance because actually it doesn't matter what you think is right. You know, what you think is good for the country. You, we should be praying that God guides our leaders to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, um, you know, that we have the right perspective over it. Um, there's, uh, in, in, um, what is it? In Ephesians uh, six twelve, and I'm just giving a couple of scriptures before I go into my oh, okay. to my feeling. In Ephesians six twelve, um, it talks about um, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in in the heavenly realms. Okay, I read that again. It doesn't matter what side of this thing we're on. I think we have to step back from what we feel. So for me, I'll be honest, you know, I struggle when I see people posting all this negative stuff about, you know, immigration and whatever. I feel like, gosh, man, don't you have any empathy, man? People are, I've, I'm not super well traveled, but I'm more traveled than the average American. And I've traveled not just to vacation spots. You know, I've been to you know, Caracas, I've been to, you know, different places where I've gotten to see how other people live. And, you know, and in terms of being in America, I've not always been all right <laughs> financially. And so, you know, I have some, you know, there is a, a bit of, there's a lot of empathy that I have for somebody who's just trying to make a better life for themselves. But again, my my reaction or my my weapons is not even the voting booth. Now I can still go and vote along the lines of of how I, you know, my morality or whatnot, and I can um, support the candidate that I want. But really, I got to realize that that if I really believe what the Bible says, that my battle isn't earthly, then I'm not going to be really emotionally invested in, in any political party because I know that really at the end of the day where the battle is won is on my knees and it's fighting this spiritual war. And I can peel back everything and see that it's not Donald Trump. It's not Barack Obama. It's not um, Saddam Hussein or anybody else. It is Satan. This is a spiritual battle. And his whole mission is to divide God's people. And I, that's the thing that hurts me more than anything is that I see that like this stuff is it, it's unspoken you don't talk about it in church nobody's going back and forth arguing but i feel like there is this deep divide inside the 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 church right now and inside you know the kingdom that people are are just polarized in to a point that i think sometimes the new religion is is a political affiliation and i mean people are on there i see more people like ferociously defending some political ideology than i do them defending you know christ christ right <laughs> um, yeah but you made a good point though when it comes to but we do need to see what does the bible say about the refugee like what yeah, is that we so, do need to see that well and that that is where like cuz I get the I get I get you have to have your laws. 
but that's how I wanted to define what a refugee was and what a um what what an immigrant was because now we're think we're looking at a certain type of group and the Bible speaks heavily about rev- refugees and immigrants, you know, like the most, probably the most famous <laughs> refugee was Jesus himself, our savior, our Lord. Um, turn with me to Matthew chapter two. Yeah, I am. And I chapter and I'll give you just the, the, the scripture. Um, but I mean, it's a short scripture, uh, Matthew two verses 13 through 15. And I'll just go ahead and read it, you know, cause it's so short. And reading all of one through 15 on y'all's time. Yes. So after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Now, what does that sound like? That sounds like refugee. Okay, it says the definition says it's a person who is fleeing war, persecution, a natural disaster. I mean, the king was trying to kill Jesus, you know, and so so uh, that's a refugee. You know, our Lord and Savior was a refugee. Also, the another famous account of refugees were the Israelites coming out of Egypt. You know, they were they were leaving because they were they were slaves. <laughs> they were slaves. And might I add in Leviticus, I'll get I won't read this, but well maybe I should, you know. Um Leviticus nineteen thirty-four. Um just give me a second to pull it on up. So this one says so when a foreigner resides among you in your land do not mistreat them the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born love them as yourself for you were foreigners in Egypt so this is referencing this is like instructions to the Israelites who came out of Egypt to remind them that you once were foreigners in a land and you need to treat them the way that you want to be treated, you know, and isn't that something that God, even in the new Testament, God reminds us of that. You know what I'm saying? You treat, you love people, you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you know? And, um, so that's where my mind goes to. And I, and so it's like, for me, I'm trying to juggle. I I know the scripture says that we're supposed to, 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 um, follow the law. But there are, there are laws that talk about asylum and people who are, we do, our country takes in refugees. We have always taken in refugees in our country. Right. And, and this is not about following the law, right? Mm-hmm. Because none of us are ICE agents or none of us are, we all have a part to play in this. It's just like, um, you know, it, you can kind of relate it to when, um, you know, Jesus was talking about you know, um, they were, they were questioning him about, Hey, should you pay taxes? Um, 
to Caesar. And he was like, hey, turn that coin over. Whose picture is that? Oh, Caesar. Well, you give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And I look at that and I, I, I I'm align that with with scriptures that talk about what our battle is. You know, we know that there are real wars fought, but our battle isn't earthly. Our in, we understand we're supposed to peel back the worldly uh, curtain and look at the spiritual battle. And so for us, it's not our job as a, when I say us, I mean as Christians, it's not my job to decide, um, you know, whether, you know, it's not my job to rally either way, right? If, if, if what my true job is, is to seek and save the lost, to make disciples of all nations, I should see that as a, a bonus. If I see someone who I have an opportunity to share the gospel with, and now that doesn't mean that I'm supporting illegal activity or whatever else it means. That means that Caesar has a job to do. And I'm not going to be getting in Caesar's way of doing his job. But my job, my concern is for this person's spiritual well-being. And you can't be concerned with someone's spiritual well-being if you are, you. we have only so much capacity for for passion and effort. You know what I mean? If you're, if you are passionate and you're going after this political thing or this whatever it is, then you cannot be focused. You're divided. You can't be focused on this person's spiritual well-being when you see them as an illegal alien and a nuisance and a whatever. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, just like the Bible talks about how we should treat the refugee, there are several examples of, of the opposite. And you can ask, what is your, who, who are you right now? Are you what Kimberly just described about treating a refugee or are you like some of these other examples? When you look in in Exodus, um, it says uh, uh, in in chapter one, starting verse eight, it says, then a new king uh, to whom Joseph meant nothing came into power. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have uh, become far too numerous for us. Uh, Come, we must deal shrewdly with them. Uh, or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against uh, us, and leave. Fight against us and leave the leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor, and they built uh, Pithom and Ramses as store cities for Pharaoh. Uh, but the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So. The Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked uh, them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In their, in all their harsh labor, the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. I'll stop there. And that's uh, Exodus. Uh, you can read the whole thing is in Exodus 1, 8 through 22. And it really talks about, you know, the birth of Moses and, and all of that. But, you know, there is a, you, we got to ask, you got to ask yourself, is your approach to this thing a godly approach? Is this a righteous approach? Um, I think sometimes, Kimberly, um, I told you this before. I think um, we could get into like the G.I. Joe mentality where where we feel like we're the good guy. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know that's one of my pet peeves. Like mm-hmm. when when we say like this is a a, a Christian nation or a nation mm-hmm. founded on godly principles, that's a lie. Yeah. I mean, it's in in I won't go into it now, but I'm not just speaking off the top of my head. Like I spent this is what a big piece of my educational background is, which was really just studying the foundation of this nation. But without that, without that, if what we say is that Christianity is based off of, you, you know, if we believe in biblical Christianity, then we ha- if we believe the scripture is, uh, is true when it says, you know, it, it ha- what is it? It has some semblances of, of, uh, spirituality or the spirit but lacks its power but denies its power i can't dang remember it now but you know we understand that there's no such thing as you know a, a, you can tell a, a tree by its fruit and this nation was was born off of you know a lot of bad situations you know exterminating people and slavery and I mean, we have tons of stuff in our history um, are that that would show that, you know, we're not moving off of, um, you know, Christian principles. Yeah, but, you know, one of the things that I think <laughs> I'm just going to go there. How about this is a country full of immigrants? How about <laughs> how about the pilgrims coming to this country you, you you know they they were refugees they were fleeing because of religious views their religious views and feeling like they were being persecuted that's and there were people already here you know what i'm saying this country didn't get didn't get founded or settled there were already people here we call them native americans so i think my biggest issue and i'm not saying that i got it on straight and i and i i'm keeping it real with y'all you know what I'm saying? Because this is this is what this podcast is all about. Like, we, we don't have the answers. We're trying to focus, <laughs> you know. But real talk, real talk, this is, this is a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are two African-American people, you know. Like, we were brought, our ancestors were brought to this country. We didn't have a choice to come. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it all the way 100% real, you know? And uh, to see the the reaction from people, you know, and it's not just this. I can go back to back. I remember when President Obama was voted in, you know, I'm not going to get into what, what my, you know, how I voted and stuff like that. But to me, it's like certain things shouldn't even come out of people's mouths. Like if you call yourself a Christian, and you love, you're supposed to love all people. Like, I'll be quite honest, in 2008, I went through my Facebook list and I erased a whole lot of people because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, if you can spew this type of venom, and I do it both ways too, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, with, with President Bush, George W. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, I mean, these are, at the end of the day, these are our presidents. You know, they are Americans. We're all American, like, I ain't about to wish the worst on nobody. I don't care. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to send me to hell. I'm sorry. Like I am, I'm not about to do that. And so when I see these different responses that come out, it's just, it really makes me question like really 
what really is your view? Because if God is love, at the end of it all, the greatest commandment is to love and to love your neighbor. And it's kind of like what Melvin said. Like, I can see where you're coming from. Like, it is not our job to sort out the law. That's why we got lawmakers. That's why we go to the polls and we vote and we vote in these officials. And hopefully we're voting in the right people, you know, and we're praying for the right people to be there and to have the right influence. You know what I'm saying? And that's a whole nother podcast. And and it is not a, you know, I see the same things. It it ha- like you, it it happens all the time. And like when we go vote, you're giving to Caesar was Caesar's. Yeah. Now just give to God was God's because, in the same, I, I'm sure you could hear in in probably both of our voices. You know, this is a struggle for me for sure, man. Like I, this is something that I have to like pray through and fight just to not have, like honestly to not have hate in my heart you know um and to not distrust because you know I we we go to a very diverse church and um you know have a very diverse group of friends and you know I hear things and I see things that you know they do trouble me man And and it's hard for me not to you know, become judgmental in that. Um, Because at the end of the day, it goes both ways. You know, just like I say, you know, how, you know, how can we not have empathy for, you know, these people fleeing their country? It's the same thing in, in the reverse, because there are a lot of people who are affected very negatively by, you know, an influx of, of, uh, you know, illegal immigration. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people who it, who the effects of that is not just a, a you know, a, a couple of sad videos on Facebook or, you know, a puff piece on the news. It's people on these border towns, man, who life is crazy. And these, you know, and, and they don't, you know, they, they want a, they, they see, they want a resolution to our immigration policy the same way, you know, and they really feel the effects. So I can't, you know, I I can't on one hand have empathy for one group, but not have empathy for the other. So really the, the, the beautiful part about it is I don't have to worry about it. God has has given us clear instructions on how to handle this and me getting on Facebook and, you know, standing on my high horse is not part of that solution. And trust me, I want to all the time. Every time I see some of those posts that say something that I disagree with, I just want to go in on a rant, you know what I mean? But it doesn't help. At the end of the day, all we can do is show people scripturally what the Bible says, you know, and, and that's on all, all sides. Um, and, and try to our best to, to do it ourselves, you know, to follow it ourselves. And I definitely, man, am not, I'm way, I've grown a lot (laughs) since this, you know, since I'm still growing. Y'all y'all pray for me. (laughs) I mean, it's, 
it's this is the main reason why I have to jump in and I have to jump out because you know I I, I just I'm just really sensitive to this type of stuff because to me it's like you know it's another human being regardless you know and I can't really say that I can see it from the side of like like I I can't see it from the side of like people being affected by illegal immigration. Like, can you elaborate on that? Like, what? Give me some examples on that. Uh, I, so, I'll say, um, so maybe crime, somebody going through crime, or somebody um, there being a strain on resources in a town, right? Um, I'm I'm just giving, I'm just giving hypothetical situations. So on the on border towns, right? Let's say that. There are, you know, this town has an infrastructure set up to facilitate 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then 20,000 unaccounted for people come in and um, put a strain on those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say that these 20,000 people don't speak English, and then they go to the public schools. And so that puts a strain on the resources at the public schools. Mm -hmm. That puts a strain on the resources um, culturally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people, it it is difficult to uh, have a culture change. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have a lot of people who are, you can feel like you are under. So think about being, um, I I got, here goes a, a good example. So I, you know, I grew up in a very, in a rural area. Um, and, it, you know, a super minority, you know, is 1% black. But one thing that, that I did see that, um, you know, which I think is the reason why we had the election turnout we did was that like, there is a group of people who are not really accounted for all the time. And it's like, Poor white people and like poor, it's, I can't speak for all, but I can speak for this Southern like people that I saw. And these were people who were, you know, and this is no offense if any of my buddies here, but some of them not super educated. They don't come from a family of, it, it's generation after generation after generation after generation. Um, the thing that we would think of when you go to the, you know, an urban area or something, a ghetto or something. Um, it was that same thing, right? And, um, you know, I have never seen a lot of, when you think of that, I have never seen a lot of um, rallying cries for, for them, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, after being surrounded by that for a while, I start to try to figure out, like, what, what kind of issues they dealt with and what kind of things that they dealt with and who, you know, a lot of them are in situations where, you know, they can't, they just looking for a a reason for their, their position. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I can see how that person would feel under attack if, if they saw somebody else coming in, you know, 
just something to b- put on something. And they looking for somebody to blame. But I, I don't want to say that because it's that sounds more nefarious, right? But what does that mean? Th- th- <laughs> that sounds like there's some type of that makes it sound more wicked than than what I'm really wanting to say. Okay. But th- but looking for a reason. Like, why? It, what is my situation? Why mm-hmm. is my situation like that? Because there's not the same. In, in all reality, the world tells them that they should have it easy mm-hmm. because they white men, mm-hmm. white men. Why? You, you got it easy, man. You got white privilege. But for them, it's not the same. It don't play out the same. I guess because people don't understand what privilege is. Like, it's. There is a level that, yeah, I, I yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, but, but what I'm saying is it doesn't matter. Mm. If for, for them, they surely didn't, didn't feel privileged. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, the, the, you know, if you put that with a, you know, if somebody comes in and at the same time you start to see more hardships, you could, it, I can see how, um, you know, I feel, I can see, not why they feel that way or not that is right. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I see the ingredients for, uh, I see the ingredients there for, to have some type of anger mm-hmm. towards immigrants, right? Or towards anyone who is anybody who is a, a willing target. Well, I think with that type of population that what, what we have is you got, people that play on their heartstrings with that because I I mean, just to be honest, I believe that's why we got into the political climate that we're in is that, that yes, that group was probably feeling unrepresented, but the, 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 that, that group was boosted up during the campaign. But it's the same thing is, is like when you have, politicians pandering towards black people Mm -hmm. i mean we have had plenty of like if you go back and we talk about bill clinton being the greatest thing since sliced bread some of the harshest i don't think so but i'm talking about in general (laughs) i'm talking about in general yeah like some of the harshest things like some of the things some of the the laws and the things that he that went in under his oversight were some of the things that were the most damaging to uh, black our communities. communities. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with with this new thing. You know, you mm-hmm. got people who, are, you know, they they that's just the new cheat code now. Mm-hmm. And you see, like everything is just pandering towards a certain type of person, and they're really trying to get this battle cry up. But it's the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody, they don't care. It's nobody cares about people who they don't have to care about. Yeah, like. It, the, and, and it's not because politicians are bad. It's because the battle, I go back to the scriptures, the battle is not earthly. Our, the, as a black man, my answer is not in some politician. Mm-hmm. My answer is, is, in, is, is, is spiritual. Yeah, I feel like because it's spiritual, I feel like God empowers us. Um, and that's what, that's where I feel like the, loving your neighbor as you would love yourself comes in. That's what's in our power. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that is what's in our power. Like, so that's why it's such a disconnect for me when I see anything but that go on. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. Let's be very clear. Okay. Like I'm not talking about the people who are like terrorists and people who are like trying to come in here and be, cause guess what? Criminals are everywhere. Y'all we got criminals that are Americans. Okay. So forget all of that. I'm talking about, you know, people who are seeking asylum, people who are like fleeing, you know, and it ain't, I also feel like the big bad monster is the Mexican community. You know what I'm saying? And it does not just affect them. You know, they're not the only immigrants and refugees, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we're supposed to remember, I feel like when I read the scripture from, excuse me, from Leviticus, you know, one of the things in the commentary is saying that this was a reminder to the Israelites to treat any foreigner among them the way that they wanted to be treated because they need to remember that they once were foreigners. Well, isn't that us? Aren't we all foreigners? I mean, as Christians, we are foreigners yeah, for I mean, sure. You can look at it on many different levels. Like this, this isn't my home. You know what I'm saying? We know that like we are alien. We're considered aliens. You know, our home is in heaven. So we are foreigners here on earth. So like, we should be able to relate to that. And then on the more, on the earthly worldly level, like nobody is from America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, can we all remember that our ancestors came here? I mean, like I said, it, it, excluding the African-Americans because <laughs> we were not, we did not jump on the ship's free will. But this is the land of immigrants. You know what I'm saying? It's the land of immigrants. Everybody, nobody was here except for Native Americans. So I just, to me, I just, it's a disconnect. I do not get how you can have, if you, if you say you're this, it's like A plus B equals C. If you say that you're a Christian, this is how you supposed to react to get this result. And when, it does not follow that equation. There is a disconnect in my head and that's what bothers me. That's what I'm trying to work through, yeah. you know, to not have that hate in my heart or to not judge people and not to pull away from people, you know, for, because of that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing that if it's anything that to, to really get out, is it, I don't want to feel like I'm on a high horse or whatever, but we just out here trying to trying to keep it real with everybody. You know, these are the things that we go through, you know, and it's not something that we have for myself. I'm not, you know, 100 uh, percent resolved on, on all the emotions and stuff that I have that I feel over these things. But what I do know is that. In all areas, it's, we just call the love. You know what I mean? We just called to love each other. And the thing that I am 100% convinced of from the scriptures is that, you know, a lot of the stuff that I see, man, by Christians, is just not righteous. It's not righteous. A lot of the things that I have felt and that I have, you know, talked to Kimberly about and shared with other people, the conversations were just not righteous. It was, you know... It was just 
it just wasn't, you know, it, I don't care what, what the situation is. The Bible tells us how to handle, you know, if I truly believe that the battle isn't earthly, then I should not be so emotionally drained at the thought of this. Like it should before it triggers me jumping on my high horse, it should trigger me falling on my knees. If I really feel that passionately about this, this situation, how much am I praying about it? And I honestly can't say just a ton. I haven't just been, you know, praying about the immigration situation. And, and I, I want to say that I feel passionately about it, but do I, do I really care or do I just want to be right? And do I just want people to hear my opinion? And do I just think I know more than everybody else? You know what I'm saying? And that's a question that, that everybody got to ask themselves. It's like, and you, 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 and it, you got to keep it real, man, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when it, when it's all said and done, when this whole world is passed away, the only, you're going to have to give account for every word that you said, every Facebook word, every thing that you said. And we, listen, I got enough I've got enough negative stuff just on my own than to enter into some other argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I got enough to give account for. So at least where I can help it now, I want to try. I really want to try to replace that, that negativity with, with love for, for people with love for everybody. Um, you know, and, and find a way to, to really believe, you know, what the scriptures say about, you know, leaders being uh, put in position by God. Because right now, I'm seeing a lot of people out there saying it, it's like a, a it's a it's hilarious, it's like a big flip flop. The people who were bashing Obama, um, you know, a year ago now are saying, "Hey, you need to support the president." And the people who were saying you need to support the president because it's what God says a year ago are smashing Donald Trump. And it just tells me like we just all hypocrites. Yeah. We want people to do what we want them to do. Mm -hmm. The Bible only comes into play when we want it to be. You know, the Republican Party is the party of Christians only if it fits them. You know, let's, you know, no gay marriage or no uh what what else uh i don't abortion no this no that but <laughs> when it talks about the, the the rich man you know in the when it talks about the ideas of wealth and and how we treat the foreigner and how we do this that and the third then it's a totally different thing and the same thing on the other side you know it it's it's just ridiculous and the more we start to realize that the more we stop wasting our time defending the indefensible on, on and it, and it had regardless of a political affiliation, none of these people are, are, um, fighting God's battle at all. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, uh, one of the things, uh, just to close out, um, that really helped me to be, to not get, to, to get out of my own bubble, right? We mentioned that um, we have close friends that are, you know, they're, they're Mexican. 
there. Um, and they're really good friends of ours. Love them to death. Like I would consider the wife like a sister. That's how close I feel to her. And I love her so much. I took my two sons soccer. Yes. And I just love, we just love them. Okay. I can't say enough about them, but one of the things that she made me aware of was, you know, me being black and being a woman, I can just get off into all the things that affect me. This is the struggle that I have to deal with. This is that, this is that. And one day I was just talking to her and she started telling me about her struggle. And it shocked me to a point where like, I was just speechless, which is hard to do, but I was, it, it made me speechless is a task, but I was just speechless. Cause, and I felt so bad because I was so off into my own thing that I didn't even take time to actually look and see the struggle of another cultural group or another group that was not mine, you know? And you know, we were just kind of talking about our struggle and it made me, it really made me at, from that point on, my eyes were open to like, as hard as I go for the, the injustices against my own, I need to go against injustice against anybody else. And the Bible speaks about that too. You know, we're not supposed to sit around and just watch injustice. It shouldn't be you shouldn't, and it's not like a, you pick which injustice you want to get on board with. Injustice is injustice. We are humans. You know, we should not support any hate crime. We should not make any excuse for it. We shouldn't, any of that. You know what I'm saying? We should not sit around and applaud any of it, you know, and, and, and only get riled up to the things that affect, affect us. We should have a distaste against it all, you know, and we should hold our officials and our leaders accountable just as much as we should should be praying for them. You know what I'm saying? And I think part of that is going to the booth and voting people in and voting them out. You know, and some people may have their own feeling about that, but I, I mean, I vote. So, you know, I try to do, try to stay up on that stuff, you know. But anyways, my challenge to you all to say after all that little ramble is that really try to take some time to like get to know people that are outside of your social circle, outside of your cultural circle. You know, people talk about, Melvin had mentioned it, alluded to it earlier about him being traveled, you know, and going to places that are different from America. You know, we both have gone out of the country, me more so on the vacation side, but he's actually been on a mission trip and have seen how people outside of America deal with life, you know? And so I just challenge you all to, you know, even if it's just simple, simply just talking to someone at your job or talking to someone in your neighborhood, because just me having that real conversation with my friend opened my eyes. And then in turn, it's still bearing fruit now. You know, I just can't, I can't sit around and see any injustice. What's wrong is wrong. And what's right is right. Hands down, you know? And so anyways, guys, we'll probably come back and talk a little bit more. I like talking. We both discussed about we need to talk more about these current issues but to be honest with you they're changing every day it's kind of hard to keep up with them you know and so you know but if something like this stirs us we'll come on we'll pop in and we'll just talk about like the current issues and what's going on so anything before I sign us out Melvin no just um appreciate you guys uh listening in and and leave comments and you know 
let us know what you guys think about it. Um, and if there are any other things you'd like to uh, hear us chat about or, you know, get our thoughts on. Again, we're not coming from an expert point of view, man. We're just, if anything, we just hope that that somebody can relate to kind of our, this is, we're on here just really talking about our struggles over the situation. Yeah. And what we're doing to try to gain godly perspective. Um, not that we're there, you know, not that we're close, but we're just trying. All righty. Well, guys, that's it for tonight. We'll catch you later. Thanks. Thanks.